Hello and welcome to Torture Jams, the only music trivia podcast where you answer questions about the songs you love to hate and hate to know. I'm your host Ryan, sitting here with my co-host, Katie. Hi! I'll be playing five songs for you today, all of which you've probably heard hundreds of times and can sing along to without missing a beat. But can you tell me the name of the artist and the song title? If it's on the tip of your tongue or you're pulling out your hair to search the answer, then I've done my job. The stakes are low, the prizes aren't real, and the only question you need to answer in this quiz is as basic as I can make it and still call it a trivia show. Playing with me today is Hallie. How are you doing, Hallie? Hi, good. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to have you on the show. I, uh, You've been a great supporter of the Torture Jam playlist over the years. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> the great supporter. Yes. She was the original Torture yeah. Jam's player. I think I came home from work one day going, hey, I was at work and I had nothing to do, so I came up with this playlist. Tell me if you can name the songs right. on it. A playlist with an absurd number of songs, actually, which was impressive because you were at work. And, <laughs> and it's gone from that to one of the dumber drinking games that we do as a right. group. Right, yes. Yeah, and poolside, no less. We've done this in a pool. Yes. This will be the first episode released, but I'll admit up top, done a couple of other episodes just to try to get the feel of it. So one of the critiques I got from the other episodes is that I didn't spend enough time talking with the guests so the audience could get a better feel and that I should ask more questions to the guests I have. All right. So I googled questions to ask your podcast guests. (laughs) (laughs) And if you're all with it, we're going to just bang out a couple of these. Okay. All right. Who are the two people that have been most influential to you? Like in a general sense of my entire life? I mean, that's just the question. I don't know what it's supposed to be. Or is it like in a music specificity? Whatever you want it to be, Allie. Oh, God. That's a giant question. That's We're opening with that? That's a yeah. big, big old question. We didn't do this with other people. I don't know where he's coming oh, from man. with this. Well, the thing is, is I feel like I do. I can give, I know one name immediately. I need two. Two, yeah. God, what's the second one? It should be like a parent or someone sweet like that, right? And Austin Pierce is definitely one of the two for sure. That's my college art teacher, now homie, who basically got me every art job that I've had ever and like got me down my career path and all of that as an art teacher. So Anne Austin Pierce, 100, soups, influential. Oh God, who else? God, this is like playing truth or dare as a child. I just... My brain stops functioning. Same me. Years. It's fine. And Katie, Ka- <laughs> Kathleen, <laughs> yes, or just the <laughs> in general. I-, I could say that. Most people say Jesus or Martin Luther King Jr., but I appreciate <laughs> that uh, these are your answers. Uh, what is a common myth about your profession or field that you would like to debunk? Oh, lordy. That is a big question, too. Just a heads up, Hallie is a art teacher. Yeah. So that should be known before she answers. Yeah, elementary art teacher, so. I mean, let's not get into too much nitty gritty here because we're definitely going to right. probably... Oh, okay, okay. One on thing on that it. I could... Right, but one thing <laughs> I, I could say just about the teaching profession specifically for uh, elementary is that the, the notion that we all make like $10 a year and we're all in the street and get paid nothing and that we're like heroes because we're just sacrificing everything for the children. I I get paid money to do it, so. 
That's I mean, cool. no, no, I mean, I'm it's living. It's living. No, I mean, and it's legit, and I'm here for the kids, but also to get paid. Uh, how has being a Scientologist improved your life? <laughs> Ooh, I wish you'd said Nexium. <laughs> Because it's improved my life greatly. Oh, boy, I I love Nexium. Um, Scientology improved my life when it moved into the crossroads and I was working in the gallery down the street and I got to see them walking by in their suits and uh, and they brought us the really classy uh, pamphlets. Yeah, it's a part of our skyline now it in is. Kansas City. It uh, is. Just so the listeners know if you're listening Yeah, they else. moved in, what, summer before last? They were on, like, a tiny corner on Main and 39. And it was just a like sticker sign. Now they have a lit up sign in, in a, our skyline that says Scientology in a historic old bank, which seems telling. Um, that yeah. still has vaults. Yeah, that something they, use. they do something in those vaults. Yeah, but they came to the gallery with classy pamphlets, and I enjoyed the photography. So that that was an improvement of my. I'm life. glad to hear that LRH <laughs> has improved your life considerably. What is your deepest darkest secret? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Lord. What is my deepest, darkest secret? Hmm, I don't know. Cat's out of the bag on how much I love cheese, so that's that's not it. Well, then let's get to why we're here. (laughs) I can say for certain that you've heard these songs before, so let's see how well you remember them. I mean, she is the actual, like, first person to play torture jams. That's true. So I would just, I, I... have to share that I, I genuinely remember that day that you came home from work. Katie and I were working in the bakery together and we're here drinking after work as we did after most shifts. And you came home very excited about it and um, had already named it Torture Jams, but we needed some explanation. So you started playing the songs and it was instantly made perfect fucking sense exactly what you were describing because they were all songs we could sing along to, but could not for the life of us say the name of the band, <laughs> maybe the name of the song, but really only a that was the chorus. Quite frankly, the reason why we wanted to have Hallie on as the first guest is because once again, like I said, like she was the original player of Torture Jams, but also like she had a weird like vault. (laughs) 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 These songs that like she did pretty well considering she either got the names or the bands and or even knew the songs. There were some songs that you had picked as torture jams that I hadn't heard, and Hallie was able, like, on, like, before wow. the, e- the the song even started, she was like, yup, and singing. Ah. <laughs> oh, thank you, Katie. So let's go right into song number one. Oh, God. Oh! I'm recognizing her. She rolls the window Crazy about this girl, crazy for this girl. Is that the title? That's the. This is the giveaway chorus. Crazy for this girl, but boy, I could not tell you who the fuck sang this song. (laughs) Yeah, I'm gonna go crazy for this girl and no fucking clue on the band. 
That was pop rock duo Evan and Jaren. Jesus. With that. crazy for this girl. Okay. This 2001 hit. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no partials. <laughs> no partials. No. If they, if they say the name of the song in the chorus, you don't get half points. But okay. I appreciate that you did know it. Yeah. Uh, this 2001 hit peaked at number 15 on the Billboard Hot 100 charts and number nine on the Italian charts. Wow. Evan and Jaren Lowenstein. Nine on the Italian. Are identical twin brothers who hit it big after being discovered by Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> Margarita Buffett. Oh, Jimmy Buffett. Man, not money. Yeah, you know I love Jimmy Buffett. That's their, we can talk about that. Their first major release, We've Never Heard of You Either, <laughs> failed to gain commercial success. The brothers hit it big with their self-titled follow-up. Shortly after, they were dropped from their label and decided to pursue other interests, including pitching an invention on ABC's American Inventor called Pitport, a cup specifically designed to hold discarded seeds that one might encounter while eating a fruit that had seeds in it. Oh, wow. A cup. Yeah. A cup. <laughs> Later. It's cheek pocket, and yeah. everyone puts it there, and then you spit the whole thing out, obviously. Later, Jaron found some success in a solo career as a country artist, and Evan became a talent manager, landing the acting titan Kevin Spacey as his number one client. Oh, God, Kevin Spacey. I it's used so to love you so much. Yeah, this, who knew? <laughs> Those twins, who knew? Well, like, also, like, what was, what was, like, what did it look like, the actual invention yeah, of the seed cup? Yeah, I have a few questions. The seed cup, and I also want to know more of the origin story with Jimmy Buffett. That's I was not able to find anything on either. That. It was, uh, they've buried their history. Oh, God. Do they oh, have Instagram? You really didn't see the picture of the seed yeah, that has to be. Cop. It was pitched on a TV show. It has I mean, to be. like, okay, all of us know the travel mugs that have, like, for uh, cigarettes. Cigarettes. Yeah, that's, I'm imagining like, something the, like that. It's it's a travel mug it with has a, a slightly portal. larger hole. Hold it close to your mouth, and then you spit directly into that little funnel opening, yeah. like, where the cigarette goes. Also, like, have any of you had really gross experiences of people chewing around you? Ryan and I were at a theater to see the Book of Mormon, and we got nosebleed seats. We were, like, literally in the row, the second-to-last row in the back of the theater. <laughs> there was a full-on dude chewing tobacco and spitting Ooh. into a cup throughout that show. Midwest. Maybe. I, I what what other purpose for a seed cup? Sounds I mean, gross. like yeah, no, I'm not here for the chewing. They sounds. were marketing non chewing sounds to all of the things, and but I mean, what it was was a cup. With the a real lid. question here is why Evan and Jiren were so uh, focused on the problem of discarding things you chew on. <laughs> that they decided they needed to invent a special cup for it. They I, must. They must. I feel like there is a slight connection to Kevin Spacey and everything. <laughs> It gives me the image of Evan and Jaren being festival guys, though. They definitely know what Gorp is and love a solid trail mix. And they were like, I'm always on sunflower seeds at the festival, and this just will not do. I need a receptacle. <laughs> Song number two. <laughs> oh, shit. The right time, the 
Oh god. I can hear the like chorus for it here already. Damn it! Damn, dude. See, Katie hyped me. This was this. That was the KOD right there. The hyping. Yeah. No. I'm. Oh, fuck. Oh, right now, I'm just trying to think through the lyrics to just pull for that of what a song name would be. This is the torture part. This is the torture part could right here. Pretty, could it be pretty baby? No, I don't think it's that. I'm here to help the guests. Don't give yeah, me Yeah, no, she's looks. on my side. Okay? I don't really know what you're here for. But I, 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 I don't know, here. but uh, I'm She's here. on my side. Um, oh, God. I feel like it has welcome in the title. Oh, God. Okay, I definitely don't know who sings it, but I feel like, oh, God, the song name. Oh, the torture. <laughs> the torture of it all. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm calling it. I'm not competitive, so I'm just... There it is. It's the Scottish alternative band with a gibberish name, Del Amitri, and their 1995 hit, Roll to Me. Roll to Me. We should have known. I should have known. It was right there. The band had enjoyed a moderate level of success in the UK for over a decade following to Roll to Me, but enjoyed a new version of popularity when the single hit number 10 on the US charts and could be found anywhere from being lambasted on Muse and Butthead to the trailer for the remake of Flipper. Cute. Love that for them. They were never able to capitalize again on US markets, but I guess I've been doing well in the UK and still tour and people like them. So what's the, t say the band name again? Del uh, Amitri? Del is that one word? No. Two words. Del Amitri. Yeah. Uh, there is no, <sighs> there is no meaning to what also, the band's name is. Also was Elijah Wood in Flipper or Free Willy? I think it was Elijah Wood. No. Yeah. Flipper. Uh, no, yeah. Yes, that was in Flipper. Flipper, right? Yeah, yeah. Flipper. The kid in Free Willy like, was like a nonsense kid. We didn't yeah. know his name. At yeah. the time, at least. Yeah. But also, like, why would you remake it then? Yeah. No, I distinctly Did remember Elijah would not give enough. Like, he was still a that child. Was one of that, his that, first. Was a, that was a pre... <laughs> young, young Elijah. Actual song. Yeah. Flipper. That was, like, young Elijah, like, full, like, heartthrob teen Elijah well, I don't no, think he was, was I think he was, like, 12. Yeah, I think he was very young. Okay, I don't pre, think pre-teen. Pre but, I mean, it was marketed as him being, like, dreamy, like, heartthrobby situation, I which is that, interesting for Flipper, but... I think that, like, he peaked, uh, obviously, at Lord of the Rings, but, like, either slightly before or slightly after he did Faculty... Oh, I remember that. Yeah, sci-fi. Yeah, no, movie. that is, that is a. Was it Josh Hartnett in that too? I think so. Yeah, too. that is a glaring. And they were snorting uh, the. There was a. Wasn't there a pen situation with the snorting situation? I don't blame a bunch of children oh, snorting things. No, when but it was being hunted by aliens. I'm pretty sure Josh Hartnett like <laughs> I, I knew about so the weird. aliens, right? And he'd come up with like a thing you could snort to make it so the alien like couldn't get in your body or something like that. I don't remember the movie that well, but Josh Hartnett was way cuter, so I remember his storyline more. Put it that oh, way. really? I was a big Elijah fan. No, nope, personally, opposite. blue eyes. Nope, not for mm. me. Not for me. Song number three. 
season nine, Roseanne. Because I'm trying. There's been times I'm so confused. Oh, Roseanne. Oh, Roseanne. Oh, Sister Hazel, Sister Hazel, um, is it, is her, is it hard to say? Is that the name of the song? Sister Hazel is definitely the band. I'm trying to think through the rest of the lyrics. It's all for you, for you, all for you, all for you. Fucking Sister Hazel. And I have a story about this. Let's, let's, let's get to the facts <laughs> get to the and then I'll give Hazel the anecdote. Yeah. Because yeah, my anecdote about Sister Hazel is not that interesting. Uh, let's, let's go ahead. Let's, what, okay, what do got? so, um, Sister Hazel, special place in my heart, because when I was in undergrad at Rockhurst University here in Kansas City, so this would have been, like, 2007, and that song definitely came out well before then, because I distinctly remember a season of, uh, Real World semester abroad or something where they got to go on stage with sister hazel and that would have been like the 90s or something so i digress i'm at rockhurst they did, made a big deal out of like a lot of colleges i guess having the spring concert but it was rockhurst we don't got to get into it but they got sister hazel like a post popularity we could afford it this will be like a big name band to have for the tiny jesuit college for their like spring fling and so i went because it's sister hazel so like duh um, and I felt so bad for them because they were like, obviously like dads now and just like, I got to earn a living type of thing. And there was this like big line of like interlocking around their shoulders, like frat bros, all like they wanted that song. They kept going, sing that song, sing that song. Cause they were singing their other songs, but nobody knows those. Nobody knows those. They wanted that one. And so they begrudgingly probably like skipped ahead in their in their set list and were like, we'll do it. And I felt so bad for them. The Southern Rock Country Folk Blues Reggae Funk Cajun Band. <laughs> Sister Hazel. Received, Such a small name for so many descriptors. Received worldwide popularity in 1997 after re-recording this song, All For You, for their second album, Somewhere More Familiar. The song topped out at number 11 on the Billboard 100, and the band, who continued to tour, can probably be found performing for free at your local mall pavilion or summer street fair or... Sweet baby cheese it. I hope they got paid. I really hope they got paid for that gig. <laughs> I had to endure with those frat bros. I really hope they got paid. I mean, the correlation, like, this is a small correlation into torture jams because I feel like Third Eye Blind, like, falls into that. Similarly, Ryan took his time off of work during his lunch break to go see the lead singer of Third Eye Blind play at Char Bar. A he nonsense was- restaurant, honestly, in Kansas City. Decent bar. Barbecue, decent barbecue, but, you know, it's it's part of a monopoly in one part of town. But yeah, like, tell that story. Like, he... Like, oh, yeah, I took a, up. I took a, I did take a lunch break, a long lunch break, to go to Char Bar because the lead cigarette third eye blind was going to be... Stephen Jenkins. Stephen Jenkins. Call him yeah. by his name. He was doing an acoustic set at a local barbecue restaurant. They flew him in that morning. He was obviously 
crazy hungover and still wearing his pajamas. Oh, that's exactly how I He only played two songs from the new Third Eye Blind album, but then did Motorcycle Drive-By. My favorite. He uh, did not spit out his gum. I'm okay with The entire time. (laughs) I'm okay with it. That's my favorite. I'm honestly surprised he did that song because I don't think anybody remembers that song from that album. Um, But I envisioned him in like Mary Kate, Ashley Olsen style sunglasses that were cool in the early 2000s. Like of a man. Oh, he was wearing them. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Like the big like oversized. Yeah. He was wearing those and also leopard print pink pajamas. Oh my God. But I guess I also envisioned some sort of like drapey cardigan situation um like a slouchy cardigan or one of those like slightly uh feathered kind of yes. fabric yes oh my god i'm so glad he had the sunglasses on song number four okay this is breakfast at tiffany's right no wait oh no say, yeah <laughs> We've got nothing in common. No common ground. I think it's breakfast at Tiffany's. Yeah, this is definitely breakfast at Tiffany's. Who the fuck sings this song? Her process is singing. Yeah, it is. It is! It is! I have to! Yeah. Oh, what is this band? We're both got a The best thing we've got. These lyrics are silly. There's also elbows a flying while singing this song. <laughs> Okay, Breakfast at Tiffany's. Oh, God. This one, I actually feel like I have the actual band name near, but not close. We have talked <laughs> about it on multiple I know! Oh, my God. Yeah, no, it's, it's, I'm befuddled. The highest charting song of today's quiz is the 1995 single Breakfast at Tiffany's by Deep Blue Something. Oh, my God. Hitting number five in the U.S. It was later deemed by the Houston Press as the second worst song by a Texan <laughs> ever recorded. <laughs> Say that to the current radio. They still play that. Losing the number one place only to Vanilla Ice's Ice Ice Baby. Wow. The band broke up shortly after the sex- success of the song and went on their separate ways, starting small labels, producing local bands, oh, good for them. and occasionally releasing new music. Guitarist has been a manager at an Eddie V's prime seafood restaurant for wow. the past 12 years. Oh, good, good for him. I alerted his LinkedIn. <laughs> he lists his time with the band and writes that he was responsible for all sales, distribution, marketing, and promotion of the band while signed to Interscope Label, which doesn't seem like it's true. But I mean, it makes him very well qualified for his current job, I think. Right? As the manager of Eddie yeah, V's. Yeah, yep. he knows marketing. I, That's big great. if true. I love that for him. I've never been to an Eddie V's, but I think it's classy, right? It's fancy seafood. Yeah. We have one here, right? Eddie V's? Yeah, we do. Fancy seafood? Yeah, it's in the plaza. Yeah, never been. It's a, it's a chain. Where is it on the plaza? Uh, next to that uh, Christian Science. The main drag. Yeah. Okay. I know the one. Cross from Bowling's. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I've never been there. It, I think they have a valet. 
So, I mean, he's probably clearing a good 60K a year, I'm just saying. There's valet at COVID shots right now, just saying. That's cute. (laughs) That's the least they could do, honestly. (laughs) I'm getting my pandemic shot, yes, please valet my car. And the last song tonight, song number five. Oh. Yes. I listen to this song by choice. I'm withholding the information. I already know it. Mm. <laughs> I know what you're doing. It's Duncan Cheek. Um. I'm so sorry. Duncan Sheik with his 1996 debut single, Barely Breathing. Jesus, 96, I would not have guessed. This teenage heartthrob is a song peaked at number 16 in the Billboard 100 and garnered Sheik a Grammy nomination for her best male pop vocal performance, which he lost to Elton John for Candle in the Wind, a song that was originally written. Okay, yeah, no contest. And performed in 1974 as a trip to Marilyn Monroe but was later adapted to apply to Princess Diana in order to further capitalize on her death. On the bright side, Duncan is also known, friend, and early collaborator with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Lisa Loeb. Oh my god. On a later note, look forward to a future quiz when you might not recognize Lisa Loeb's number one hit single. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay, so this Lisa Loeb connection is so apropos. Um, since I did cat eye glasses like four years and that was like an undergrad like I think it was meant to be like a criticism lodged at me but it was like she's awesome so I'm totally fine with it love that collab also peaked at what 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 was its peak on the charts 16 16 that is wild to me because that is this song is still played on the radio like I would have thought that that was a number one honestly also can you peak so low but still be nominated for big awards like that's i have been doing research for a lot of our episodes and like yes. most definitely that yeah. is wild <laughs> there's always critically acclaimed and then there is just like fucking i mean the grammys okay. also are not like we're doing the charts because like there are a lot of grammy right, nominations yeah. that do not hit there's right. and they have all. categories there's that a would bunch never of critically acclaimed play. things right. that have but no but for like such you also did not win 
Right. Well, I mean, fucking Elton John, come on. But like, oh God, that's just crazy that you peak at 16. It was 16? 16. Peak at 16. But I mean, that's okay. There, that's a Be okay with the middle zone, clearly, because all these like peaked at 11, peaked at 16, but you're still on the radio all the goddamn time. So you have gotten two songs tonight. Which already puts you in the lead of everyone who's played this game. Really? Yeah. Queen of Torture Jam. All right. Uh, I'm excited for my young The bonus game tonight (laughs) is called Before or After. Okay. Which means that you have a chance to get up to five additional points. Okay. I'm going to read back the solutions tonight's list, and you'll need to tell me if they were released before or after Matchbox 20 released their debut album. Yourself or someone like you. Okay, okay, so Matchbox 20 first album, and then I have to decide if the song came before or after that release. Yep. Okay. Evan and Jaren, crazy for you. Did before or after yourself or someone like you? Just in the interest of feeling like this is probably has some trickery, some drama and conflama to it. God, Matchbox 20. I feel like they're one of those bands that, like, at the point that all of our moms were singing it and I was working at Hot Topic and somebody came in with an arm tattoo that said Matchbox 20, they'd, like, already you met been... met a in... man with a... It was a lady. Well, and yeah. That makes way more she sense. She had... Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it was a bicep tattoo, but it was the only bicep tattoo, and it was right in the middle of that real estate, just Matchbox 20. And I just remember thinking, like, wow, you just really gave up all that real estate just for that. Um, But I feel like they'd probably been a band for, like, 100 years before that finally happened for them. So I'm going to say after. Correct. Delamitri, roll to me. Wait, okay, which which one? Delamitri, roll to me. Before or after. Uh, before? Correct. Sister Hazel, all for you. God, I feel like they're probably somewhat contemporaries of each other. So that's probably, out of all of these, the closest. I'm, I think I'm going to say before. Incorrect. <clears throat> Deep Blue Something, Breakfast at Tiffany's. Breakfast at Tiffany's, before or after Matchbox 20. Mm. I don't like the sounds I'm making in my rumination right now. Um, I think I would say Breakfast before. Breakfast at Tiffany's. Before Matchbox 20? I think. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I, I right. He was wise to not reveal this ahead because we, we, we know all the years of these songs now that we've discussed it, but I don't remember now. Um, Breakfast at Tiffany's, before or after... I'm going to say after. Wrong. Damn it. Before. Okay. Duncan Sheik barely breathing. After. Wrong. Three back-to-back befores. Let's, okay. Okay, Ryan. No, you just said before and Sister Hazel, and that was an after. So you just got three wrong okay. in a row. Okay. But you did get two correct, so that means <laughs> you got... Three points on today's quiz. You are reigning champion on Torture Jams. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you for listening and playing along at home. If you like the podcast, subscribe and tell your friends. If you don't, move on. I don't care about you. No reason to raise waves or things that aren't important. If you got something to say, you can reach out to me at torturejams at gmail.com with your suggestions for songs that should be included in future episodes. 
or even just songs that you like to play for your friends that you you know that they don't want to hear. You got anything to plug? Anything interesting to say? No. Do you have like something that you're watching or like something that you would recommend people look into? Um, I have been charmed recently by the television program, The Goldbergs, which I completely slept on while it was happening, uh, but it is an 80s charmer, uh, matched with actual home video, which is so cute. Um, but I thought it was nonsense when it came out. I thought the billboards were dumb, um, but it is actually good. So I am finishing that up. That That's a good one. Cool. And might consider watching... Mad Men from the beginning again. What? We're not talking about Mad Men and Mad Men sucks. So we'll be back every week for more of the worst, most obnoxious music trivia game in the world. Second Mad Man plug. I've never Fuck off you guys. Somebody, oh, did, oh, he's been watching it. <laughs> yeah, oh, okay, no, I I take it. Man. Okay, I take it back. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> it's only because I never finished it. I got to the beginning of season seven like two times and I never finished it. So that's the only reason I say that. Also, Joan's a badass, and I love her. Joan's is such a great character. Mm-hmm.